without question, Herschel Walker was the catalyst to the greatest era in Georgia football history. The first few times he ever carried the ball, Bulldog fans knew they were witnessing something special. We hand it off to Herschel. There's a hole. Five, ten, twelve. He's running over people. Oh, you Herschel Walker. Georgia to a perfect 12-0 record and a national championship, was a consensus All-American, and finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting, the highest ever by a freshman. His final year in Athens, Herschel led Georgia to an unbeaten regular season and a third straight SEC championship. He gained 1,752 yards and scored 17 times as he finally captured college's top honor. Well, I want to say good morning to all of you who are watching online, watching my TV around the world, and those of you who are in the room. Um, let me just tell you, God answered my prayer. The first thing, I got up this morning, got on my knees, and I said, oh, God, when I shake Herschel Walker's hand for the first time, don't let me wet my pants. And God answered my prayer. So perhaps, perhaps the greatest college football player of all time, certainly the best running back ever. If you already seen 1980 national champion, 1982 Heisman Trophy winner, Played 15 years of professional football with the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Giants. Was an MMA fighter, believe it or not, a professional ballet dancer. I don't know how that fits, but <laughs> race that image out of my mind. But anyway, 1992 Olympic bobsledder. Let me tell you the first time I was telling Herschel, the first time I ever got to see Herschel in person, he didn't recognize me, but I recognized him. I was in seminary in uh, Kentucky. And uh, Kentucky was playing Georgia. It was his junior year's last year. And one of my laymen called me on a Friday night. I never dreamed this was happening. He said, hey, Pastor, what are you doing tomorrow night? And I said, nothing. He said, yes, you are. We're going to see Georgia play Kentucky. So he and I and Teresa and I and my, our wives, we went up to Lexington. Well, back in the day, they had a chain link fence around the field so you could get real just right up to the field. So I walked out of the stands and walked right up to the chain link fence. And there, there's Herschel running from sideline to sideline in the end zone. So I'm probably as far as just, I mean, from here to him. And I mean, he looked like a Greek god. I mean, you know, was, I mean, and, you know, like, I mean, his arms and thighs was just unbelievable. And I, I said, hey, Herschel, he never even paid any attention to me. It really hurt my feelings. But anyway, <laughs> that is the first time I met uh, Herschel Walker. And I want to say one more time, the main reason Herschel Walker is here, not because of the, maybe, maybe, maybe I think, the greatest football player of all time, Heisman Trophy winner, all of that. But I'll tell you what I admire about Hurst, whatever you want to say. And I've talked to him backstage, and I'm telling you, this man loves Jesus. So I want you to give a warm cross-point welcome to Herschel Walker.
Good to see you, Herschel. Good to see you, brother. There you go, Herschel. Thank you. Sit, 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 sit. So before we get started, we want to, I do want to recognize his beautiful wife, Julie. She's on yes. the front row. We won't make her stand, but Teresa has some flowers she wants to give to Julie. Julie, would you let, would you let yes. Julie know how glad you are that she's here today? Okay, so uh, Herschel, this is what I thought we'd do. I'm going to do, some, first of all, just kind of warm up the crowd, get you kind of warmed up. We're going to do uh -oh. kind of some, we're going to get you some rapid fire questions. So okay. just real quick, okay. all right? The best player you played with? Reggie White. Reggie White. Yes. Yeah, who was a preacher. Yes, uh, he's a yeah. minister. He Love was known Lord. as the Minister of Defense. That's Minister of Defense. From Tennessee. I played with him in Philly. Yes. In Philly. Wow, I didn't know you played with him. All right. The best player you played against? Reggie White. Reggie White. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, you got to tell this story because I didn't, yes. I'd forgotten I had this question, so you need to tell the whole story. I read about this. So you're at the University of Georgia. You're 50 years old. You're, uh, you're, 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 you're 60 yeah, now. But, you don't but no, you're not supposed to tell them my age. Not, you're not. Yes. I, listen, you, look, you look 30. Uh -huh. But you were 50. You were at the University of Georgia. You weren't even planning on doing this. And they ask you to run. And I want you to tell them how fast, at 50 years of age, how fast you well, ran. Well, you know, they, I ran like a 4440. And, uh, you know, people don't know what a 4440 is, but that's pretty fast. Yeah. But I know I can run faster because I've been fighting, you know, at 50. You know, I did my first MMA fight at 48, and I, I've been fighting, so I was not training to run. So I just happened to go out there and just run a 40. I ran like a 4-4-40. So I know I can run better if I start practicing to run. But, you know, I, I think we put limitations on ourselves because people put limitations on you. But God don't put limitations on you. And that's why I tell people all the time, I don't think what people say about me. I worry about what God feels about me. Amen. And I think God loves Herschel and I love him, so we're all right. That's good. So, looking back on your career, what in your mind was the best game you ever played? You know, I, I, that's a good one. I, you know, probably Notre Dame, being the reason I say that is, uh, People don't know the second play of the game, I dislocated my shoulder, where the top of my shoulder ended up in the bottom of my chest. And they told me I couldn't play anymore. And I'm, you know, I'm walking around like sideways, and they said, you can't play no more. I'm like, why? They said, your shoulder's out of place. And you know, I'm from the country. I'm like, if it's out of place, that means you can put it back. <laughs> and they said, probably gonna have to take surgery to put that back. And I said, surgery didn't take it out. And this will tell you how good God is, because as I'm standing there with, talking to doctors telling me I got to have surgery to put my shoulder back in place, I go over on the sideline and let two offensive linemen snap it back in place. I shook it off and went out and played. And that's why I said, man put limitations on you. Man put limitations on you. But God don't put limitations on you. And if you continue to have the faith and continue to believe in him, God can do some amazing things. But you got to have that ultimate faith. Because sometimes people, like, they have faith, but it's one sort of like, oh, yeah, I got faith, but I'm not sure if I got the faith. I got the faith, I don't have the faith. You got to really believe in them, and that's the way I've lived my life the whole time. I've always had faith because my mom gave me an old King James Bible when I was 16 because, you know, I was a weird kid. My mom said I was big bone, which meant I was fat. So I was a weird, I was a weird kid growing up. <laughs> so when I left home at 16, my mom gave me this old King James Bible. And I don't know if you know what, those, you can't even read those things, just a little bit of word. And she told me, 
if you got this Bible, you keep Jesus with you, you would never be alone. And this is untruth. I've traveled all over the world. And, you know, I never go, I don't go out, I don't drink. So I've been in my room and I've never been alone because I had that Bible and I had Amen. Jesus. And I've always, I've been okay. And that's why I tell people all the time, you don't have to go with the crowd just to be with people. Because Jesus can comfort you. Right. And, and people, you know, when they said that Mike Pence was crazy because he talked to Jesus, I'm like, me and homeboy talk all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, I must be crazy too because I, to, I talk to him all the time because there's always stuff happening. Because I'm going to tell you something real quick. Do y'all know Satan got your playbook too? That's good. Don't think Satan don't have your playbook. He knows it's going to bother you. So what he try to do is every night and then he try to poke you with it. But you got to keep that armor of God on because one thing he cannot do he can't kill you. Like he can try to turn you, but he can't kill you. So that's why I say you keep that armor of God on, you're going to be okay. Because I know he's coming after me. Because I, I talk about Jesus all the time. So I know he's coming. And though it is it scary? It's tough. I'm going to tell you, it's tough sometimes. But I know because of my faith, I'm going to be okay. You know, um, amen. Yeah, Herschel, uh, you ought to be a preacher. Uh, um, <laughs> You know, what people don't know, Herschel, because I, I was watching that game back in the days of black and white TV. I was watching up in Kentucky. Um, you could only carry the ball with one arm the rest of that game. You, could not, you couldn't do anything with, your, with, the, arm, with the other arm. It was, it's an amazing thing. Um, another question. So what was your most memorable moment at the University of Georgia, the most memorable moment that you had? Well, I think my most memorable moment had nothing to do with football. It had to do with when I first got to the University of Georgia. Coach Dula says something that, has, I've taken it all the way through today. He said that, men, if we stay together, we live and play and play together, we'll win a championship. And that's the way life is. If you stay together, you work together, you can do some amazing thing. And that's why I said that we all got to come together because we're all good people. You know, we have our faults. Yeah, you have your faults, everybody. We all sin before the glory of God. But as long as you keep getting up and you stay together, you can do some amazing things. And that year, that's what we did. We did some amazing things in college football. We were not the biggest. We were not the fastest. But we believed in each other. Yeah. And I said, that's what the key is, just to believe in each other and believe in that common goal. And we made some incredible things happen. You know, to your point, and, and this is a little sneak preview for those of you who attend our church. Uh, after this next series we're about to start, I, I'm going to do a series that we're calling This Is Your Captain Speaking. And it's about the seven letters to the seven churches in Revelation. And I just worked on a sermon this week where Jesus said to the church at Ephesus, you have left your first love. And just to piggyback off what you said, if you don't mind, Herschel, you don't understand how dependent. Churches think they're dependent on the leadership of the pastor. That's really not true. The pastor's dependent on the love that you have for Jesus. Because the only way we'll have a great church is if you out there love Jesus with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yes. Which is why my number one job as a pastor is to get you to love Jesus with all your heart, soul, and mind. Your number one job as a Christian to love God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. And that's why, Herschel, I have, I'm such a great admirer because you let people know yeah. that that is your supreme love. Now, i got to ask you this. Uh -oh. you, you seriously, I mean, I've, I've put my, I put my hands on you, your shoulders, your back, and I'm telling you, man, you are ripped. Oh. I'm in shape. I, you know, I stay in shape. I have to because, you know, I have nephews and nieces today, and they always challenge me. 
And now because they have this social media, you notice I'm never on YouTube because they get beat. You know, like if I were losing in those challenges, I guarantee you'll see it all on YouTube and everything. Yeah. But because I'm winning, they don't, they don't put it out there. Yeah. Well, let me just say this, because I'm going to talk about this in a minute. But if you are, I see, if you're, where is Jack Campbell? Jack, where are you? All right, Campbell, F F Gator, any Gator fans that want to challenge Herschel, you're welcome to try after the yeah. search is over. Yeah. But seriously, Herschel, which team did you hate the most? Oh. No, I don't owe nothing. Well, don't say hate. Yeah, hate is a bad word. You it, shouldn't say hate. Well, it's not to uh, me, but oh, go ahead. No, you know, it, it's funny. I don't, I don't know whether I hated anyone. Alabama, no, I love Alabama because we beat them for the national championship last year. Yeah, that's Alabama. right. I yeah. like Alabama. But, but what's, what's funny, I think the team that I probably enjoyed playing a lot was probably Florida because of it was sort of like a midseason bowl game. And Florida always going to play you hard. So Florida always was a tough game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, you got to tell us. Tell us about your workout. Before you do that, let me tell you why it's so important. Tell you another quick story about Herschel. Tim Case played with you, as yes. you know. You remember Tim Case played on the line. Her, Tim Case told me this story. 1986, I'm pastoring uh, in Snell, and we were going to buy billboards, and Tim Case sold billboards. Julie, you've do, done that, so he's going to sell billboards. Well, we get in the car to go to lunch, and he's got this big ring on, and I, it had a G on it. And I said, well, excuse me, what is that ring? He said, well, that's my championship ring. And I said, Tim Case, you play with Herschel. He said, yeah. And I said, tell me a story about Herschel nobody knows. Herschel may not know this. Uh-oh. <laughs> Tim shouldn't be telling those stories. <laughs> two, two defensive linemen, after they'd been having spring uh, fall practice, two defensive linemen went in to see Coach Dooley. And they said, Coach, we really think you need to put a, a, a yellow jersey on Herschel. Yellow jersey means no contact. Mm -hmm. We really think you need to put a yellow jersey on Herschel. And Coach Dooley said, are you afraid he's going to get hurt. They said, oh no, he's beating the blank out of us. We don't want to hit him anymore. True story. So tell us, what is your workout routine? This is incredible. Well, right? you know, I grew up in middle Georgia and I don't know if anyone ever been to Wrightsville, but I tell you, if you got one year to live, move to Wrightsville, because that year is forever. Same old, same old. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and I tell everyone, I grew up like, I, and I said, I grew up poor. Like, you couldn't even afford an OR and poor. You're poor. That's how bad it was when I grew up. But my parents always talk, taught you never use excuses in life. And, you know, we didn't have a weight program there. So when I had to get over my weight problem and all that, I started doing all these crazy amounts of push-ups and sit-ups and pull-ups and all that. And when I got to the university, I started doing the push-ups and sit-ups and same thing in pro ball. And every time they test me at the beginning of the season, I test better than anyone they've ever seen. So they continue to let me do my workout. So I used to do almost 5,000 push-ups a day and 5,000 sit-ups a day. And, and today, because I'm doing some other things now, I'm doing about 1,500 push-ups a day, about 3,500 sit-ups a day. And so I do all the push-ups, like isometrics, because that's wow. all I know how to do. And I can do all types of isometrics. But what's strange is, I'm in good shape. That's what I, you know, and I believe it. And uh, I remember when I was with the Cowboys, the uh, Nate Newton, it, he was yep. from Florida, told the coach, you must really love Herschel. You don't let Herschel go in there and, and uh, do all the weight work we have to do. And the coach said, well, if y'all get up and do what Herschel is doing, y'all can, can don't have to lift weights. <laughs> well, they did it with me for two days. 
And then they said, no, we're just going to go back and do it. We'll do it. Because, you know, I'm up early. I get up early. And my thing is, if you want to be good, you got to work at it. You, can't, you don't think it's just going to fall out of the sky. It's going to happen. You hear people praying God for stuff, and all of a sudden, they like, God, I want to make money. I want to make money. I want to give me a million dollars. But yet they're going to sit at home thinking God going to throw it out of the sky, and God give you a job. And you go, wait, I don't want the job. I just want the money. <laughs> no, you got to do something for that. But I tell people all the time, guys, whatever you want, you got to work to get it. It doesn't just happen. And that's why I told people, I've done millions of push-ups and sit-ups. This didn't just happen. You know, I'm from Wrightsville, Georgia. Nobody come out of Wrightsville, Georgia. But what I wanted to do, though, is I want every kid in Wrightsville to know this. If you work hard, you can do it. And every that's kid good. today, I want you guys to know this as well. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. And don't think anyone you see on TV is special. They're you, but they just worked. They had an opportunity. Continue to go after your dream, no matter whether you see it or no one else. You got to see it. No matter if they see it or not. As long as you see it, you can do it. I, would, I didn't even want to be a football player. I'm going to tell you this. I didn't even like football. No, seriously, I didn't like football. The only reason I played football, I didn't want to wash dishes. My mom used to make me wash dishes. I was headed to the military. <laughs> I wanted to be a Marine. So I, all of our military servicemen and women, we want to clap. We want to, they're they yeah. our heroes. So I, I, and this will be a real quick, I was headed to the Marines. I didn't even want to go to Georgia. This is what happened that got me to Georgia because I waited them out. Signing day for athletes was like in February. I waited until April to sign. And let me tell you the reason why, because I was going to go to the military, but I couldn't tell my mom and dad I'm going to the military. So I waited them out until Easter Sunday. My mom came to me and she said, Bo, and we'll talk about Bo in a minute. But my mom said, Bo, don't you think it's time for you to decide where you want to go to school? And before I can say anything, she said, but let me tell you this here. If your mind and your heart is pure to the Lord Jesus, no matter what decision you make, God will make it right for you. That's good. That's well, good. I always had a pure heart. I said, okay, then I'll flip a coin. I flipped a coin. That's how I ended up at the University of Georgia. Because I do it because when I first flipped it between the military and, and college, it came up for me to go to college, and I go, brat. <laughs> like now I'm mad. Then now we're gonna not go to Georgia, so I put Georgia in against Clemson. Georgia ended up winning. Georgia against USC. Georgia ended up winning. I'll go, okay, I'm going to Georgia. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. I didn't mean it at that time either. I don't pull the names out of a bag. I pulled Georgia all three times. <laughs> And I ended up going to Georgia. It was the best decision I ever made because I, I didn't do it because I wanted to play football. I did it because I loved the Lord. I did it because my mom said, if your mind and heart is pure, no matter what decision you make, God will make it right. And that's why I tell people all the time, don't think God gives up on you. You give right. up on him. Yeah. I mean, when things get tough, sometimes you think, oh, man, God ain't there. No, God is there. He's testing you to see how strong your faith is. That's right. And that's why I tell people all the time, guys, you got to get up. You remember, I got to tell you this about Rocky. You remember Rocky Five? Remember Rocky Five had that kid from Oklahoma in the box? Do you know in Rocky Five, Jesus is in Rocky Five? Because you remember that last scene where, uh, what was it, the Tommy Gun shows up and yeah. it got that bar and he's trying to fight Rocky and Rocky don't want to fight him. And he goes in that bar and he hit Rocky's brother-in-law, Polly, knocked him to the ground. You remember Polly laying on the ground go, Rock, you should have left him outside, Rock, you should have left him outside. <laughs> but all of a sudden, Rocket and that Tommy Gunn go outside and start fighting. 
Tommy Gunn had beating Rocky up. You remember that last scene? He beat Rocky up. I'm thinking, that's the end of the Rocky series because, uh, you know, five of them is enough of the Rocky. But anyway, <laughs> as he beating Rocky up, he knocks Rocky into this trash. And Rocky's laying in this trash, feeling sorry for himself. And, and Tommy Gunn and, and the Dun King looking like walking away. Well, a powerful scene happened. Remember, Rocky started going over in his mind all the people that had helped him in his life. And his big, his, his, his trainer, what was his name? Uh, Polly. Yeah, yeah. What was it? What was the trainer? I think it was Polly. It was Polly. Yeah. Well, Polly showed up to him and Polly said, Get up, Rock. It ain't over. Get up. And that's when the music started. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> I said, Uh oh, that's what happened. I said, Guys, that's our life right there. We get knocked down because Satan got your playbook. But a guy that has died for you is telling you, No, no, no. Get up one more Amen. time. You got to get up. And I said, guys, you can keep getting up. See, people don't want to people don't want to blame somebody else or feel something. I said, no, Jesus Christ is a good man. He's a bad dude. And that's what I tell people all the time. Get up. Keep getting up. You're going to keep falling down. I'm, I've had so many failures and I've had successes, but people only see the success. But I said, guys, you know, you're going to fall. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have some tough times. You're going to have some tough times. Don't give up. Guys, I went to a hospital. Think about it. I went to a behavioral health hospital. I don't drink, never tasted beer, never had anything. They told me I had a mental problem. Like, mental problem? How the work out? How work out? I have a mental problem. I'm talking about myself in third person, but I know that. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, guys, I left this hospital. I built one of the most successful businesses in the United States of America. I left this hospital and I started working with military servicemen. And I was like, guys, that's why I said, get up when you get knocked down. Yeah. Jesus will always be That's there, right. but don't you leave him. Don't you leave Amen. him. You just keep the faith. Yeah. You know, Herschel, you, you uh, didn't even know it, but there's a verse of scripture in Proverbs that says the lot is cast into the lap. That is, the coin is flipped, mm -hmm. but it's God that determines where it falls. Yes. Okay. So would y'all join me in prayer and thank God for what he did when Herschel flipped all those coins. So I'll just, <laughs> thank you, precious father. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. All right. I was told to ask you this question. Uh -oh. Who's better, you or, her, you or Bo Jackson? Well, it's pretty simple because Bo has never beat me in anything. <laughs> I, have, I have beat him in everything we've ever done. And I remember, the, I remember the first time we ever met in a competition. We played against each other in football, but we met in person because he ran track and I ran track. I remember the first race, uh, we were at the track meet. I think we were in Auburn. And I remember saying hello to Bo because he was in lane two and I was in lane, I think I was in lane four. And I said, hello, Bo, how you doing? He, he told me he was doing okay. He asked how I was doing. I said, I'm doing fine. And I remember us getting down in the blocks, and they fired the gun. And I didn't see Bo again. <laughs> he saw me because I was in front. <laughs> and we had a couple of those races and stuff. And so he's never beat me in anything, but he's a good athlete. Because, guys, one thing about Hershey Walker, I can run. Hey, I, can, I can run. And that's what another thing to show you how good God is. People always would tell me, oh, you're too big to run. You're, how do you run that fast? Where is it written that in the Bible that you can't run fast because you're a big guy? Yeah. That's what man tells you. Quit believing what man says. Know what God's told you. God said you can do anything you want to do if you believe in him. Yeah. And I never knew I wasn't supposed to run fast. What? Hey, I want to win. I'm like Ricky Bobby. I'm like, you know, uh, by the way, you said you do 1,500 push-ups yes, sit-ups today. You're encouraging me. I'm up to 10. So that, See, that's, that's a great. start. That's a start. That's now you right. got it tomorrow do 1,500. I got you, buddy. All right, Herschel, you're from Wrightsville, small town, but your mom 
really, especially a woman of great faith. She had a great influence on your life. Tell me about your mom and the influence she had on your life. You know, and not just my mom, my mom and dad. You know, my family is a praying family. Yes, my grandparents, all of them are praying family. When I was a little boy, I was, I, like I said, I was fat, my mom said. I remember going to the doctor because I was this weird kid. And for four years of my life, I never spoke in a classroom. Four years, four years of my life, I never went out for a recess. I used to get bullied a great deal and stuff. And I remember going to the doctor one day. Because you know, I had these knocks on my knees. I was this weird-looking dude. I was a goofy little kid. But it was cool, though. I was cool. But I went to this doctor, and the doctor told my parents, oh, they go, oh just make it comfortable. Like, I'm going to be okay. Like, something's wrong with me and stuff. And I remember going home in the car, and my mom said, you know, Bo, don't you worry about it. He's not the true doctor. I did not know what she meant by that. But I remember... Uh, I got beat up one day in school, and I remember my mom, I, my mom told me to go to church. And I hid my one pair of Sunday shoes. You know, you only have, when you grow up poor, you have one pair of Sunday shoes that you, came from your brother, and they don't fit, so you go to church, they hurt your feet the whole time. So I hid those shoes, and I didn't want to go. And my mom said, Bo, you ready to go? You ready to go? And I said, Mom, I don't have my shoes. And she said, Jesus don't care how you look. So I went wow. to church with her, and I started reading about this guy, Jesus Christ. I go, wow, man, that guy big time. He died and came back to life. That's bad. He's better than Hulk and Superman. He's a bad man. Amen. So I started reading about him, and I said, you know what? He's cool. And that's when Jesus Christ came in my life. Because wow. I said, he didn't worry about what I look like. didn't worry about what I sound like. He's the ultimate person I love. And I was like, wow, Amen. man, I love this guy here. Thank so you. I started following him and staying with him and not worrying about what people said about me or how I look, how I sound. Because people today say I sound terrible. I'm like, guys, I'm from the country. If I sound like I was from New York, nobody in Wrightsville is going to understand me. So I got to sound like where I'm from. They don't get that, but anyway. Yeah. Well, I could say a lot about New York, but I'll be quiet. Now, yes. um, you know, you've already answered the question of how you came to know Christ, which I, that is so cool. But let, me, let me touch on a sensitive subject that other people deal with, and you've been such a pioneer here. You've been very outspoken about mental and emotional health and your own personal struggles. That takes a lot of courage to do that. First of all, tell us how your faith in Christ enabled you to navigate through those tough times when you went through those difficult times in your life. Well, I, I think because having my faith in the Lord Jesus and knowing the Lord Jesus, it was able to make me get up when I was knocked down. And I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. It was tough because I had a lot of friends. This was, you know, I played football long. I played 15 years of pro ball, played college football, was on Olympic teams. I did all this stuff. When I had a problem... Not one of my friends ever called me. They said, Hershel, how you doing? Hershel, you want to go to dinner? Hershel, you want to do this? Not one of my friends ever called me. And I was like, oh. Well, I, it happened to me like when I was a little kid, so I was okay because I learned from my parents, if you got a problem, get it taken care of. Because I'm going to tell you, we all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. But you can't hide it because God sees you. And I knew I couldn't hide it. I knew if I had a problem, I got to get it taken care of. So I went to a hospital and First thing in this hospital, I'm thinking, these people here are crazy. <laughs> Whoa, I'm not like them. Then I found out that we all fall short of the glory of God, as I said earlier. So I started working on myself. Well, on the other end of this tunnel, God brought the light to me because he was testing my faith. And that's why I tell people all the time, God sometimes is testing your faith. And so you really can go this way and go the other way. And I said, that's what's so funny is I said, guys, I've been knocked down so many times. Just like the football games. Like, I could have gave up. When I was 16, there were certain things that happened in my life. I could have quit. 
And I said, you know, it's strange. You don't give up on Jesus. He's not going to give up on you. And don't think that he's not there because you're the one that get off track. He don't get off track. You're the one that get off track. That's right. Because you want to do it your way. That's right. You think your way is better. I'm going to tell you, Jesus' way is better. And it is hard sometimes because you can't see it. You know, we live so earthly. So we can see it. We can smell it. We can touch it. So that's where we live at. Now God is so heavenly. So that's what you got to do. He give you a heavenly grace. And that's where you got to live at. And you got to know that where you're doing here is not your life. Because this is like a banker giving you a loan. You're only paying the interest right here. So what you're doing right here is paying interest off by doing the good things God wants you to do. And that debt ain't paid off till you get to heaven. But then now you could go the other way too. That means you, re you went back on that debt. You didn't pay your loan. So now you go the other way. And you know what way that is. Yep. And that's why I tell people all the time, I say, guys, it is gonna, Satan is going to test you. And don't think he's not coming after me. I'm telling you, he's coming because I mention Jesus all the time. Think about this. Why would Satan come after somebody he's already got? Why is he going to waste his time going after somebody he already has? No, you go after somebody you want. He want to change you. And he's trying to do it so fast. He comes so fast because he comes like a thief in the night. Because he knows the outcome. He knows the outcome. So he's trying to hurt, rush in and, and destroy it right now. Because I'm telling you right now, we're in a spiritual battle. We are. No we're in a spiritual battle right now. You're in a spiritual battle all the time. And yet, don't be afraid. You know, I, I just said, I, I can't be afraid because I've, I've been given so much. I'm from Wrightsville, guys. I've been given so much. You'll be shocked. I've traveled all over the world. I'm from Wrightsville, Georgia. There's nothing in Wrightsville. I'm from Wrightsville, Georgia. I've traveled all over the world. Guys, I, that God is, I got, I've given so much, so I got to give back. Amen. And I remember when Coach Landry said a statement as well. He said, when you take something out of society, put something back in. You know how much I've taken out of society? And, you know, I got a chance to go to college. I won a Heisman Trophy. I've been on an Olympic team. I've danced ballet. I've done some of the things that kids may never get a chance to do. So it's not my responsibility to give a kid another dream that he can have to. Or to tell someone, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just get up. One more. Just keep going. That's what I'm supposed to do. And that's why I tell people, I don't know how to quit. I don't know how to tell you don't do it. My parents never taught me to quit. That's why I tell people, I don't know how. I don't know how to not do my best. Amen. Sometimes I tell people, I say, you know what? I wish I could go to a club and hang out, but I don't know how to do it. I never did it. So I know how to be Herschel Walker, and that's to love Jesus, do the right thing. I'm not going to say I'm always perfect, because I'm not. But what I do know is I'm going to strive to be. Yeah. That's what I do know. You know, I think you'd agree with me. Um, you know, you're 6'1", 220. Ran a 4440, 4 Ran the Olympics. Now, I used to run better now when I was younger. I was yeah. just a little 4 But you know, it's good to see a tender hearted Herschel oh. Walker. Oh, I'm okay. But I'm tough now. I don't think I'm tender hearted. <laughs> I am tough. Yes. And you know, I, don't, I didn't tell you this. You know, I fought in college. People always thought I got an MMA late, but I fought martial arts 
my three years I was at Georgia, I would play Saturdays. I went to church Sunday morning. I fought in martial art tournaments Sunday afternoon. Wow. The three years I was in Athens. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, I fought martial arts because I started, wow. I started tra taking martial arts because I was beat up all the time. So I thought oh, I was going to become like the next Bruce Lee or somebody. <laughs> so, well, let's, uh, we're friends. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I, yes, right, right. Yes. Um, Herschel, you know, you said two things, and I want to jump on one of them. You, you really said, basically, uh, you know, either the Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And you, you've also reminded us that, you know, we are in a spiritual warfare, and, and, and even in what you're going through right now is spiritual warfare. All of that said, is, is there a favorite passage or verse of Scripture that has caused, meant, meant a lot to you or that's kind of your go-to verse or passage? And, and if there is, what, what would be one and why would it be? I think at the beginning when God said, let there be light, because it gave us the opportunity to, to live. And God was with, uh, with us the whole time. And I think that's one of the most favorite things I can have because that proves that there is a God. Because right now, sometimes we're discussing whether there's a God or not, you know, whether you can pray or not. And I said, guys, you have your own faith. I love the Lord Jesus. You can love whoever you want. I'm telling you, Jesus is a bad man and stuff. And, and I just said that that's what's so great, that we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity, and it's your decision. And it's your decision to make. And I said, that's the, that's the problem that we have is, we're throwing things in front of us because we live, as I said earlier, we live too earthly. You see it, you can smell it, you can touch it, but you don't realize that you got to live through faith. Got to live through faith and know that He's there. And I and I've always have known the Lord has been with me. Hey, that's what it's just funny. I've always known He's been with me. And I, as I told my mom, I said, "Mom, I'm gonna be okay. I said, don't worry about it. I'll be okay. No matter whatever happened, I'm gonna be okay." And and I've always told her that. You look back on your life, you've accomplished a lot. Is there any one thing, Herschel, you would single out and you'd say, that's probably been my greatest accomplishment? Uh, my kids. I, I love my kids. I love my kids. And I think that they are, just to see them and to see them grow, and I think that's probably my greatest accomplishment is just to see them, and I love them so much and stuff. Yeah. I've got one of my three sons are with me, and I know what you mean. I mean, I love my boys, my grandkids, I mean, family so much. So... Here's a question. We've got high school football players here. What one, if, if looking back at the high school football player, Herschel Walker, if you were, in, if you were out in that audience today, and you, you knew you could give these football players one piece of advice that you knew they would take, what advice would you give to these football players about life? Well, one of the things I want to do is not just give to high school football players, but give to high school girls as well, is to love themselves. Because, you know, I used to do a camp in my hometown, and my wife, Julie, said, wait a minute, you're doing a camp for football, but what about the little girls? I said, no, we're going to do a fitness camp, meaning everyone is involved, because I want them to always know that you got to love yourself. Love yourself first and respect yourself, and you can respect others. Because I said, you got to be able to work to achieve things. As I told my son, and people don't understand this, as a Christian, whatever you want in life, you have to be able to sacrifice Meaning you got to give up that cell phone. <laughs> you got to get up watching that TV show. <laughs> you can't watch that TV show. And you know what? If you want to use that cell phone, for every hour you're on that cell phone, you got to read me some chapter uh, for an hour. For every, you got to sacrifice if you want it. And if you got to get up at 5 o'clock, he's going to get up at 4. You get up at 4, he's going to get up at 3. He get up at 3, get up at 2, he get up at 2. Don't go to sleep. 
That if you want it. That if you want it. If you don't want it, it's okay. But remember, you got to work to achieve anything. You got to work to achieve anything. It just doesn't happen. And that's what we think. And I remember listening to some kids one day talking about Stephen Curry. And they said, man, I love Stephen Curry. I love to be like Stephen Curry. And, and I didn't know this until Julie showed me. Have you seen Stephen Curry at six years old? There's a video of his father making him shoot a thousand baskets at six. Or Tiger Wood at three, he can barely talk, and his father got him hitting golf balls. Like, he just grow up doing that. <laughs> He's been doing it his whole life, so you got to work to do it. And I had to work a lot more because I started late. You know, I started late playing football. I don't even want to play football. I started late playing football, so I had to work a little bit harder to catch up to everybody and stuff. So I just started just doing whatever. By the way, Herschel, to your point, I didn't know this, and Mike Daniels, our exec, told me, and he turned out to be right. I didn't know it. I bet a lot of people don't know, do not know this. You actually did not go. I want you to tell the story why it's interesting. You actually did not go to Georgia on a football scholarship. You went on a track scholarship. Can you tell us? Well, I didn't know that. I didn't well, know why. Well, what's funny is they told me that, you know, when they're recruiting you, they tell you all of these things. They love you. You're the best thing in the world. And all of a sudden, you go as a football scholarship. And then they have you doing this here and have you doing that. So I didn't trust when Georgia told me I was going to play football. So I said, I love trike. Can I run trike? Oh, yes, you can run trike. Hey, could I could be a baker? Oh, yes, you can be a baker. Oh, yeah, you can do whatever. But all of a sudden, you get there, they oh, no, you're just playing football. So I wanted to make sure I got a chance to run track. So I think I signed a trike scholarship to make sure I'd be able to run track and stuff because that's what I wanted to do at Georgia. I wanted to be able to run. And if you notice, my track career was pretty good as well. I, I had a pretty good track career as well, so I can run. Yeah, yeah. I, I run pretty good. I'm trying to figure out what you can't do, Herschel. I know, well, you know, it's so funny. There are things I can't do, but I'm not going to do it. It's just like I'm not the best golfer in the world. You don't see me out playing golf, do you? Because I like to win. I never win in golf. You know, and, you know I shoot in in like the upper 80s, lower 90s, and people say, that's, that's, that's okay. I say, yeah, but they ain't going to win no competition. That is not going to win a competition, so you're not going to see me out there doing it in a competition because you're going to lose, and I don't want to waste my time losing. People can brag how great they are. <laughs> yeah, you just motivated me to quit playing golf. That's uh, a yeah. great day for me. Yeah. So, Herschel, let me, uh, me kind of wrap this up. First of all, uh, before we even end, I want our church one more time just to thank you for being with us today and how much yeah. we've enjoyed this day. No, I, I want I want to thank you. I want to thank you as well because, you know, whenever you can share your faith yes, and share the Lord Jesus and, and Julie and I, we, we, we love the Lord Jesus. Amen. And we always, I always preach the Lord Jesus. I always talk about him before any speech I ever make. I acknowledge the Lord Jesus. And I, I've always been like that because that's where I am. And, and I just think that uh, we got to continue to keep the faith. And whatever religion you are, keep your religion. I'm just telling you, Jesus is a man. He's a bad dude and stuff. And so I love the Lord Jesus. Well, let's segue off that. What would you say to a person who doesn't know Jesus? What would you say? Well, what I would say to a person that doesn't know Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate of love, uh, ultimate of love and compassion. Uh, he's always going to love you no matter what, no matter whether you're bad or not. He's going to love you. And, you know, he forgave the most weird, the worst that he forgave him. And that's what's so funny is if you continue to keep uh, uh, anger inside, it's, it's going to make you bad. It's going to make you bitter. 
and Jesus forgave. And what's so great about it, when Jesus was headed to the cross, when he was bearing his cross, think of every angel in heaven was so upset with us down here, what we were doing to their, 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 their holy one. They could have came down here and destroyed us all, and Jesus said, no, I got this. And he sacrificed for us. And that's what I said. That is the ultimate, ultimate price anyone could pay. Amen. And I remember uh, after I left the hospital, Pastor Tony Evans is my pastor that was in Dallas. And yeah, he had me to, uh, to speak in front of 1,500 ministers. And I told them, I said, uh, I'm not ever going through anything my Holy Father had gone through. And I said, if I have a mental problem, Jesus Christ must have a mental problem. And they ain't like that. And I, because, you know, they got that doctorate as well. And, you know, I do have an honorary doctorate, which is the same thing, I reckon. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they told me you have to suffer trauma to go through mental problems. I said, Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross. <laughs> is that not a lot of trauma? So I said, there's nothing that you're going to go through that Jesus hadn't gone through. There's nothing you think you can handle that Jesus hadn't seen. So don't be ashamed if you're going through anything. Don't be ashamed if you have a problem to take it to Jesus. Because I'm going to tell you what, he can solve it. Take it to Jesus. And that's what I tell people all the time. Don't, don't be afraid. And, and sometimes I would tell Jesus, you need to hurry up. I don't know how long I can last with this, but hurry up and bring me the answer. <laughs> but, you know, he, it will come. And, you know, that's sort of like I told you. My mom said, he may not come when you want him, but he'll come on time. And that's exactly right. And, I, and I've always known that. You know, of all the things that, Herschel, you said, was, it was your testimony about how you came to faith in Christ as a boy. When you just began to read about this Jesus and saw who he was and what he did, and um, like you, I, I grew up in church, but I had a similar experience except Herschel Mine was in a movie theater in Gainesville where I grew up. A lot of people heard my testimony. Long story short, what you read, and I had read, I saw on the screen on a movie called King of Kings, and, you know, as you were reading, you were seeing all these miracles that he did and all these things he could do and heal the sick and give blind people the ability to see, deaf people the ability to hear, and lame people the ability to walk. And then he winds up getting crucified. Mm -hmm. And I remember in that theater, kind of the same way the light came on for you, Herschel, I'm thinking, why, why are they crucifying him? What in the, what, what is, why would they do that? And then, Herschel, is when I finally came to the realization, as you did, that I'm not the one that crucified them. James Merritt crucified them, him. Herschel Walker crucified him. Yeah. It was my sin my that crucified sin. him. Yes. He, he died for me and in my place. Yes. But the beautiful thing is, unlike everybody else that's ever lived and walked on this planet, he came back, he came back. from the grave. Yes. And he changed your life. Yes. And he changed my life. So this is what I wanted to say to all of us. First of all, thanks for coming, and thanks, of course, to Herschel and Julie. But I would be remiss, and Herschel would say the same thing, I would be remiss if I did not say this to you. One day I'm going to die, and Herschel can do all the push-ups and sit-ups he wants to, but if Jesus doesn't come back, he's going to die too. He knows that. We're all going to die. Everybody, everybody does. One out of one people die. That's a statistic you can take to the bank. Everybody dies. But I'm going to see Herschel Walker again. If I die before you will, I most likely will. I'm going to see Herschel. Herschel's going to see me. And it's not because he's a humble, great, wonderful guy. And he is. And I've had the privilege of meeting him firsthand. I know it. It's not because he won a Heisman Trophy or played professional football or was an Olympic bobsledder or outran Bo Jackson. It really doesn't matter. He knows Jesus. 
and I know Jesus. And we have something in common, Herschel, and I believe this about you. I, I tell this to my wife every day. Teresa and I have been married for all, 46 and a half years. Told her that, I texted her this morning, told her this. One thing that my wife and I have in common, Herschel, is I fall more deeply in love with them every day. I love my wife today. God is my witness more today than the day we got married. Yeah. I do. And I love Jesus today more than the day that I met Jesus. I just fall, fall more deeply in love with him. Because I want to leave you with this, and then we're going to pray. If I were to say to you, what is the greatest sin that a person could commit? You, you would be tempted to say, well, murder. That, that'd be right at the top, murder. Well, that's, that's a big one. I, I agree. Well, what else would you say? Well, child abuse or you know, sexual abuse or just name whatever, you know, sexual assault, whatever. Those are terrible sins. But that is not the greatest sin that a person can commit. I know what the greatest sin is. Jesus said to a lawyer one time who said to him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus gave him an answer he was not expecting. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Jesus said to them, you have answered correctly. Well, if the greatest commandment is to love the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength, if that is the greatest commandment, then the greatest sin is not to love Jesus with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind and all of your strength. And that's why I want to say to you, Herschel, I'll say the word. The only thing that will ever send a person to hell is not loving Jesus. There's nothing you can do that God cannot forgive. I don't care how bad it's been, how terrible it's been. Some of you may be, oh, you don't know what I've done, Pastor. I don't care what you've done. There is nothing you've done that the grace of God does not cover. There is nothing you've done the blood of Jesus has not paid for. The only sin that God cannot forgive is if you reject his son, Jesus Christ. And the last time I checked, and I think it's current to this day, the only human being that's ever stepped foot on this planet that claimed to be the son of God, claimed to be God in the flesh, claimed to have died on the cross for our sins, and claimed to have come back from the dead, the only dude that fits that description is Jesus. So the issue before us today is, are you going to do with Jesus what Herschel Walker has done with Jesus and what I've done with Jesus? Because when you draw your last breath, the trophies and the big paychecks and the condo at the beach and the house on the lake and the watch on your wrist really won't matter. The only thing that will matter is that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. So I want to give us a chance to do that. I don't know where, everybody, where you are, I don't know who's here, I don't know who's saved, who's lost, but we started something last week in our church, and it's been a blessing. I've had people talk to me about it, so what I'd like to ask you to do is this. Before we do that, Herschel, before we pray, i got one last question. Yes. How can we pray for you? Before we pray, how can we pray specifically for you, Herschel? You, know, you can just pray for the health of Julie, my wife, and I, and my family. Just pray for my family. That we continue to keep Jesus number one in our lives. Just pray that we keep the arm of God on. That's what we'll do. Yes. So would you join me in prayer? Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? 
And I want us to pray a prayer out loud, all of us together, okay? So this makes it easy for people that might want to pray and they didn't want to pray out loud, but they say, well, I can't do it by myself. It's never bad for people to pray together out loud because we're going to do that in heaven. So as I begin to pray, I want you to pray with me. We're going to pray a couple of prayers here and then we're going to be on our way in a minute and we're going to do something special for all of us. So I want you to pray out loud beginning right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe you love me. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe three days later you raised Jesus from the dead. So Lord Jesus, in my heart, I believe you are alive right now. I confess you as my Lord. I trust you as my Savior. I repent of my sin. I surrender my life to you. Everything that I am, I give to everything that you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for hearing my prayer and saving me today. Now, just stay with heads bowed and eyes closed just for a moment. I'm going to ask some of you to do something. It's not hard to do. Nobody's looking but me. And if you did something, you won't mind doing it. If you prayed that prayer, and I mean for the first time, you prayed that prayer, and just then, today, you committed your life to Christ the way Herschel did as a boy, the way I did as a boy. If you prayed that prayer just then, you say, man, I meant it. I asked Christ into my heart. Right now, just real quick, raise your hand real high, real high, all over the building. Let me see your hands. I see hands going up everywhere. Keep them up just for a minute. Nobody's looking, just me. Hands are going up everywhere, everywhere. Hands are going up. Great, all right, put them down. Here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. If you raised your hand, you say, yeah, I did that. I don't even know how many hands went up. Yeah, I prayed to receive Christ. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. This is very, very simple. That QR code that's in front of you or that's on your seat, I want you just to take your phone out, and I want you to take a picture of that QR code. That's all I want you to do. That's it. There will be a form that will come up, and before you leave, I want you to fill that form out, and on that form, there will say next steps, and there's a box there that says, I received Christ into my life. I want you to check off that box, okay? So if you raise your hand, take a picture of that QR code, all right, and fill that form out. Now, if you say, well, I'd like to talk to somebody about my decision, when this service is over, out in our lobby, there's a table called Next Steps. You just go to that table, and all you've got to do is say, hey, I gave my life to Christ today. I trusted Jesus as my Lord, and they will take care of you. If you're watching online, you can go to crosspointchurch.com forward slash next. Crosspointchurch.com forward slash next. And that will do the same thing, but you will tell you how to take your next steps with God. Now, I want you to continue to pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for bringing Herschel and Julie to our church. We pray for Herschel and for Julie and their children. Give them health. Give them favor. And Heavenly Father, always use them for your glory. We love you and we bless you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Have you had a good day today? It's been a great day today. Okay. All right. I want to bring one of our staff members up here right now. Who's coming up here? Somebody, all right, here we go. That's okay. Micah's coming up. Micah's got some instructions for you. And just like you're going to come up and explain. Let me tell you what kind of a man this man is, okay? He will stay till the last person has their picture made. Okay, everybody, you want to have your picture made, rehearsal? We're going to have it right up here. He's going to be gracious enough to do that. Doesn't have to do it. A lot of people wouldn't. A lot of people would be gone. That's not Herschel's way in Herschel. We're so thankful that you would do that, okay? So you give us some instructions, and uh, we'll be on our way. First, we need to announce our lucky, and we're not going to say lucky because we're in church. I shall say elect, all right? Church joke right there, bless. Uh, winners for today. So we have a slide. I need you to turn your attention to the screen. I'm going to read the names very, very quickly, all right? Jody Larson, Dash Lynch, Oris Johnson, Landon Murr, Grant Brown, Luke Holman, Tim Lafeve, Kylie Porter, Christy Lassiter, and Tara Beth Huey. So if I just read your name, your name is on the screen. If you will do me a favor, on your way out the door today, if you will go to our guest services uh, table, it's the circle one out to your left, and you can collect your prize on your way out. All right? Now, for the rest of you that would like to get a picture with Herschel, we are going to line up stage left, so to your right, and you will walk, line up all the way down that wall back there and curl it around the back. We had to be a little bit biased towards these people. He's going to stay. You're going to get the picture right side, so don't get your feelings hurt. All right? Uh, last thing I'll mention is this, is uh, church, we love you. We thank you for coming this morning, and you are do to do one of two things. You are sent to your neighborhoods, or you are sent to the front of the line. Church, we love you. Yeah. And, and let me just say this, let me say real quick. Everybody got me on? Let me say this real quick. One more time, would you just thank Herschel for being here with us today and thank him for his work for Christ. Thank you, Herschel. I love you, brother. Thank you, Herschel. Okay. All right, stay around. Hey, listen, those of you, we're going to line up. And by the way, no stampede, but I got to say one other thing. These giveaways... If I see one of these things on eBay for sale, I'm coming after you, all right? You're dismissed. <laughs>